Welcome to Catherine Biroy's show. I'm so happy because today one of my dearest people in the whole world is here with me. With a background in journalism and media management, Sofia Janosevic is the Human Resources Director at the Energy Year, a global business intelligence and network company. Sofia quickly worked her way up to direct successful projects, developing long-lasting collaborations with key energy authorities and private companies in the UIA, Qatar, Iran, and China. Sofia has participated in numerous strategic stakeholder meetings with government officials, ministers of energy, and heads of national and international oils company. Additionally, she has participated as a speaker leading energy conferences on the topic of inclusion and diversity in the energy industry. Most recently, she moderated the panel discussion on the topics of the mental health in the workplace and women's economic empowerment, with the participation of officials from World Bank, United Nations, Microsoft, etc. Now, my favorite part, Sofia has lived in 10 countries since 2008 due to her current job and previous job as a model. She started doing modeling professionally when she was 19 years old and had the chance to live in Paris, Milan, Hong Kong, and Singapore and work for Chanel, Gucci, and other fashion brands. Welcome, Sophie. I'm so happy to have you here with me. How are you today? Thank you so much, Catherine. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, thank you for inviting me. It's a great honor and pleasure to be here, to talk to you and to together to share our stories with your audience. Oh, well, I'm doing good. I'm doing great today. Yeah, it is, uh, it is Monday, but it's still like it's a, it's a very, very good day, especially because I'm meeting you. Oh, I'm happy to hear that. Feelings are entirely mutual. Um, I would like to start with your story uh, from the beginning. Uh, you started with modeling when you were just 19 years old. How that life was like? <laughs> Oof, um, well, you... How it started, actually? It's a quite, I mean, it's an interesting story. Well, I've been always quite skinny and tall in my childhood and then as well, like as a teenager. So as I haven't been interested that much into sports, unfortunately, I was very much interested in fashion. So let's say like this was my childhood dream. So even before I turned 19, I was doing a bit of modeling, a bit of journalism on a local level in my hometown and a bit in Belgrade because I come from another town in Serbia. Mm-hmm. So it's a smaller town. And um, yeah, so basically I have to say during those years that modeling did kind of help me accept myself mm-hmm. because being a teenager and not being happy with your physical look like as, as a tall and skinny uh and you know I did have a certain nicknames I have to say kids can be quite quite direct Uh, modeling really really helped me to understand myself and accept myself so when I turned like basically close to finishing my high school Mm -hmm. I participated in a contest Uh, I'm not sure if it still exists today it's called elite model look Mm -hmm. it used to be very popular because we are talking now about modeling before Instagram Mm -hmm. and before social media so it's a very very different um a very different business model uh compared to I I believe what's what's happening now Mm -hmm. so after competing, after be participating in that contest, I was uh, I took a second place on a, a local level in Serbia, and then after that, I had a chance uh, 
to basically work first in Singapore mm -hmm. uh, through my mother agency here in Serbia. Mm -hmm. And it was a bit interesting considering that I was just about to graduate from high school. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So for me to be able, let's say, like to fulfill and to take on this opportunity, I had like so much support, not only from my parents, who are always like my greatest support, uh, always, also from my professors from, from the high school, mm -hmm. from mm -hmm. the head teacher and the rest of them, because I had to be absent for like a month and a half or so. Mm -hmm. And then when I came back to Serbia, I graduated everything. I, uh, I went into university as well. Like, so this was a bit of, um, of let's say like the, the first, the beginnings of professional modeling mm -hmm. that really, you know, like um, gave me a lot, uh, especially in those young age formative years, like when you're going through your twenties, when you're still like figuring out yourself mm -hmm. so throughout modeling, you know, like from a girl that was, I, I cannot say for myself that I was ever shy, but I would say that I was uh, a bit uh, insecure Mm -hmm. uh, about my physical looks and then getting into modeling where I was actually um, you know, like admired for how I look mm -hmm. so it was like a huge change but it did it did teach me a lot it did help me to be you know just happy with myself at the end of the day I would never say that like you were insecure like that's that's like not in my visual space at all <laughs> I don't think even like um, even my friends or like I mean like my mother was always very supportive but uh, when you were uh, when you're a kid I think like growing up in a smaller town mm -hmm. and I remember you know like my friends are always you know are still great and, and and family but there were certain kids that would ask me you know like when we have like in school when we have a break they would ask me um, do I eat anything and there were people like imagine you're asking a kid that is I don't know like 13 14 years old and they're asking you like oh my god you're so skinny like do you eat anything mm. and then you're like what are you supposed to answer like of course I eat and I remember even forcing myself to eat much more than mm -hmm. I'm actually you know, like hungry just to show them this mm. um, I, I think well, any, if, I'm not sure how it is now, but I don't think it's easy to be a kid even. But back then, like, um, yeah, these are, it made me, to be honest with you, yes, I was, when I think about myself before, uh, before, let's say, like starting professional modeling and now, and thinking about myself in those teenage years and even before that, I was, I, I was not, um, let's say, like I didn't appeal like someone who is insec in, uh, insecure, but I was in a mm. way. That's it's so like, that's so beautiful from you to share. Actually, like a little you know, stork, you know, like everybody would say, oh my God, like she looks like a giraffe or like a <laughs> stork. But you made yeah, a twist. Like, oh, you you show them. Like, you made a twist. You showed them all. <laughs> like you were just not belonging there. And that's like, that wasn't your environment. What I'm impressed with also is that you lived in 10 countries uh and um how do you experience that like i guess the culture is very different like in singapore in paris of course but you know what opportunities or challenging you were facing like 10 countries it's 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 very nice experience what's the yeah. most like the most beautiful and the most challenging thing that you have experienced um, I have to say, you know, like, because my first, like when I started doing modeling, like the first destination at that time was Singapore after that, like Hong Kong, Paris, Milan, but um, as someone, you know, just graduating high school, I did travel, but throughout Europe. 
Mm-hmm. So going to Singapore, I remember when they told me that I'll be based there for a while, like there was a, a fashion week. So I was basically contracted to do the fashion week. But the thing is, like one of my classmates at that time, like we didn't use Internet much. So, I mean, it's not like I'm so old. but Still, like, <laughs> still, like to be honest with you, like Internet was uh, you're like we, we used to you like uh, spend our free time very much different. Yes. Uh, differently than than today. But I remember she told me like, oh, my God, you're going to a country where they actually clean streets with detergent. I'm like, what? Like, (laughs) what kind of country is that? Like, it must be a great country. So going over there, I think I felt like uh, for the first few days, I really felt like I am on another planet. It's just like it's uh, I mean, it's a very technologically advanced even at that time country, very clean um safe as well a food of course like asian food so very much different but i i managed to gain like a lot of friends Mm -hmm. so it was a great experience in that sense like that you like from a young age i learned how to i mean the necessity and um i'm not sure if that's something that i can call skill or maybe I'm just like kind of it comes naturally to me to adapt to other people mm-hmm. and to other culture, mm-hmm. basically mm-hmm. to understand them better. Mm-hmm. So in a way, like even though I was quite young, I was professionally engaged in you know, like it was doing, I mean, like at the end of the day, like modeling is a business. Mm-hmm. So you work with the clients and with people like different nationalities. Mm-hmm. So you really have to like adapt to them and to mm-hmm. understand them better. Mm-hmm. 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 I can say that, uh, that that first, let's say, like when I started, like when I saw how serious modeling is, because everybody has a certain judgments and you know, like perception, like, oh, people just take photos of you and that's it. Like, it's much tougher. I think like after a few days, I was like, oh, maybe this is not for me. <laughs> Let's change Honestly, something. Going to, going to 10 castings and then like doing the fashion shows and then like they're pulling my hair. And then after that, like it's so difficult to wash it because they put like so much hairspray and I don't know the like, different products. It was, that was the beginning. Then I realized, you know, like I'm 19 years old, like this is something that I wanted. I was giving the opportunity. So it's just like, okay, you know, like as in everything in life, you really have to you know, like adapt and, you know, like you have to accept the situation and work for it. Mm-hmm. But the funny thing is that at that time in the same agency in Singapore, we had like several like Serbian uh, people from Slovenia, from Bosnia. So we were kind of like a high school, even though we were all working over there. Mm-hmm. And uh, sometimes we would go to the same castings or same jobs. And we tend to be late everywhere. So the agency <laughs> over there. <laughs> they were um it's very you know like singaporeans they were like okay they explained to us they told us okay guys you cannot be late i mean like you're you're paid like you're doing a job this is not you know like this is not the child's game <laughs> but then um when they realized that you know like in our case because it was like we were kind of like majority they were okay they literally gave us in our schedule they were giving us a schedule ahead of time so we would have to be everywhere like half an hour in advance it took us a while like, to realize what they did to us that mm-hmm. basically uh, since they were not, I mean, like able to cope with uh, us not being punctual, then uh-huh. they realized, okay, we're just going to give them you know, like a different schedule. So everywhere they'll appear early without. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> so yeah, you, you start learning about, you know, like the cultures and how, you know, like for how, how to adapt and how to deal with different people, even though, you know, like it's done to you at the end of the day. I know how that feel because now I work with people from 30 countries and it's very, very 
different approach when I'm working one-on-one with someone from example, Saudi Arabia and someone from Australia. And uh, at the beginning, we learn about each other. The more time we spend together, it becomes easier. But these funny stories, like cultural, uh, let's meet at 3 p.m., your time or my time. <laughs> and, and that doesn't count the time zone. It means, are you going to be on time or not? <laughs> exactly, exactly. Like a lot of, uh, I mean, I enjoyed very much, honestly, like I love, uh, I naturally like very curious and I love living in different places and getting out of my um how to call it like um comfort zone or like zone of familiarity right mm-hmm. like so I love experience I love different cuisines I, I love different cultures I love hearing about customs mm-hmm. and at the end of the day like they're also uh, that we do have differences but we also have so many similarities mm-hmm. and you know like thinking about like how this planet is so big and it's different and different civilizations different nationalities mm-hmm. but then at the end of the day like we have so many beautiful differences and so yes. many beautiful similarities so I, I really enjoyed in that and um, I enjoyed in every country where I lived. And I maybe, you know, like I was the lucky one everywhere. I had really good experience. Where did you like living the most? Uh, it's hard to say, honestly, like I loved Istanbul a lot. Mm. I mean, I still love that place. I still love the vibe. Um, I mean, like Turkey in general, they have a beautiful coast, but like Istanbul, because it's a mixture of, of, of cultures, mm-hmm. um, then Paris, I mean, like Paris with the history, with architecture, I mean, everywhere I love the food, honestly, <laughs> like in China, where I've been in China, I, I ate everything, I have to say, like, you see how things change, now you love the food, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, exactly, uh, it, it, basically, yeah, but Iran, uh, Tehran was, was a great experience. Um, I mean, like that country in general, like, has like so much culture. Uh, people are very welcoming. Uh, and just being over there, like in, in a country that maybe not many people go and maybe it's not the most popular place. And then being able to share my experience, it's mm-hmm. also a great, uh, it, it's a great, uh, it's a great thing. Mm-hmm. UAE all these countries have you know like I love to you know like I would love to visit them all again and sometimes I can manage that mm-hmm. but they're very unique in their own way mm-hmm. what I love about you is that butterfly spirit of yours because you 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 change things in your life and when you change you you drastically change them <laughs> so the twist in your career from modeling to energy industry and the oil industry is like completely two different worlds for me uh how <laughs> that feels for you like how, how did shift even happen and how do you feel now when you're working in we would say we don't know but we would say a very serious like, you know, uh, industry, oil and energy is like completely different. I believe that maybe even the, the, being serious, it's the same on both, like these maps, uh, modeling and, and this industry. But I just can't put these two together. <laughs> Can you help me with that? <laughs> it's true. To be honest with you, like I was also in the beginning, it was, uh, I mean, like the transition, it happened because at some point, I mean, I, I love modeling, I love fashion, but and everybody kind of expected me to continue in mm-hmm. that direction. 
but to be honest with you, I just thought like, okay, I mean, like, I'm not interested anymore. There is nothing for me, you know, like to do here. Mm-hmm. I was just like, okay, there is something else like that there. I would like to see like some other challenges, you know, like mm-hmm. how is to work in other industries. And I just wanted something different and something else. I was a bit, you know, like I did modeling for a while. Like in through modeling, I learned about like different positions. I learned about the industry itself, about the process. So there was a time to say, you know, like goodbye. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, like it was um, this opportunity came up to work for the company, the energy year. Mm-hmm. And uh, I love the opportunity, of course, because it gave me as well like, um, a chance to live in different places and to travel still. Mm-hmm. And the energy industry, I have to say, I was always kind of intrigued and curious about it because mm-hmm. at the end of the day is the industry that it's really like powering the modern world, the world that we we, we know now, mm-hmm. like my, my lipstick, uh, our phones, you know, like everything comes from a certain particle from... Uh, from petroleum or mm-hmm. oil mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so it was quite uh, I mean like challenging in a way like to really comprehend the industry to understand the industry to learn about the industry because what we do like we work in countries that are rich in hydrocarbons and in energy mm-hmm. we work with ministries ministers directly with CEOs from public and private companies so basically I really had to do like a lot of learning and to um, like to to re- how does that refine my skills and to upgrade myself tremendously to be able like to work with such experts and professionals and to be able at least a bit to to level with them considering that these people have like tremendous experience and as I said they are professional and experts Mm -hmm. so to learn also from them yeah it is a different it is a different industry in a way that yeah it's kind of it is a shift it is but shift. It, it, it is beautiful because you know i transferred from programming and information technology to actually doing what i'm doing now and it's completely different shift and i'm enjoying and i love this because it's different and i'm learning every day and moving the needle every day and trying something new and that's that's kind of nice but now when we look back to the girl who was 12 or 13 years old and you now what would you say to her well well I, I I'm not sure I mean like just you know like just go with the flow at the end of the day it's a quite uh, right. but you know the funny thing that actually happened because we are producing you know like we're organizing events we're doing a lot of things we are producing reports as well like but what I have found recently in my hometown mm-hmm. in my room that when I was maybe like 12 or, or 11 years old I used to make like I, I would take like an empty um, a notebook mm-hmm. and then over there like I would put you know like pictures I would write different articles and I would make let's say like my own publication <laughs> I did the and, same <laughs> and then you know like at the end of the day now what I have been doing when I was we started with the company and basically I was um, working on different projects in Iran in UAE in, in, in Qatar uh, I literally we are we I was part of like the team that is making you know like a report a publication sort of and I was literally doing what I kind of manifested like when I was 10 11 but just I would never think it would be in oil and gas industry at that time because I don't think I was even familiar with that industry and knowing anything about it but I just think it's um you know like it's the industry that 
was mentioned, like it really powers the world. It is, I have to say, as of now, but the industries, uh, the, the companies and ministries and organizations are working more. It's a bit male dominated, but things are changing. And of course, mm -hmm. for these kind of like big changes, it does require a certain time. Mm -hmm. But even though it's like, um, you know, like some people maybe have like um, prejudice or they, they think, you know, like a, a bit stereotypes about the industry, it's quite exciting to, to work in. Mm -hmm. It's quite exciting to see, you know, like how much, um, you know, like we, we we depend on it, and how this industry is really important and like powering all the other industries that allow us to, you know, like be able to live and be able to travel and be able to use technology and gadgets. So, it's one of the let's say the most important ones in the Basically, world. Basically, everything depends on it, right? Everything. Yeah. It's a funny thing, like there. Are, uh, I think like more than 6,000 products that we use on a daily basis do contain like certain particles that then at the end of the day, like come from petroleum, refined petroleum or like gas or some sort. And of we thing. don't even know that. Yeah, we don't. We don't. I mean, like lipsticks, for example, I think like there are other as well, like elements. So it is a quite important industry that you know, so the manifestation it. works. Well, at that time, I didn't know, you know. It was <laughs> now you know. <laughs> like, okay, you know, like a child, like hobby. But then when I was like, oh, my God, like literally I kind of, you know, like yeah. put myself in this in, in this situation when I'm actually probably, I don't know, like maybe at that time I was, you know, like taking inserts and photos of models or like writing fashion articles. So I did a bit of fashion, you know, like without writing articles. But now, you know, like I went onto this side. It's just the industry that... To be honest, at that time, I really, I don't think I even, I was aware of it. Yeah, but you, the universe did. So <laughs> now when you know, consciously, <laughs> let's make a new notebook. <laughs> it's true. It on, yeah, yeah, yeah. It became now a good idea. And this thing also about 10 countries. I remember at the beginning when I started doing modeling, I was like, okay, I would love to live in 10 different countries. But I was just kind of like... Um, you know, like sitting and thinking like, yeah, it would be really cool to live in 10 different countries and then I'll settle somewhere and then I'll see what, what, what next I'm going to do. So then, you know, like to, to look back and to experience, but it's just, you know, like sometimes the things happen quite fast. And when you're, I would say like enjoying the process, mm -hmm. you kind of don't pay that much attention to, you know, like to the changes mm -hmm. that are happening and moving from one country to another. Mm -hmm. You just... We just enjoy it and, and enjoy it. It's like very this. beautiful now when we talk about it and we look at the timeline, how everything actually unfolded, because you actually created it. <laughs> just, just you were not aware maybe at that time, right? I think, yeah, I think that's the case. I think that's the case. And all of us, like when we put like certain, like say like intention, but the real intention, and mm -hmm. I would maybe say like pure intention into something, mm -hmm that eventually it will happen like but you just you know like maybe yeah I was smiling because I did the same uh, first time it was just like that I was playing around but now I'm doing that consciously <laughs> I have to start doing it consciously you know? like, it, I works. Am probably, <laughs> you know? it works you know like at the end of the day it really did work when you think about yeah. it, it really did work because now when I'm doing this job I actually meet amazing people who I would maybe and never meeting you and I were met on NLP uh, training actually and and you know I can feel people's energy 
and I, I really can like, you know, sense I'm not kinesthetic as they say, there is, there is a lot of di- different layers of every one of us, but I felt, and I sensed your beautiful energy. And when you did the presentation on LP, you said you had, you were a little bit anxious. We all were amazed with your presentation and how that looked like, and you're just like a sunshine when you come into the room. I don't know if you know that. So thank but maybe, you, thank you. maybe that little girl who, who was like 12 or 13 years old needs to hear this now because you truly are sunshine and I'm very happy that we met now we're going to have a little bit of fun because I'm going okay, to like, put... I, mean, like, I need to get ready I need to get focused what kind of surprise <laughs> Well, my, my audience love this part the most. My guests hate it. So uh, <laughs> get ready. <laughs> no, Thank I will just ask you a few fiery questions. Uh, very simple ones. And you have like 10 seconds to answer to me and you will hear this when the time is up. Okay. But yeah, like what's your favorite book? Um, ooh, Men's Search for Meaning, Viktor Frankl. Ooh, one, one of my favorite one. books. I love Sorry? that. I love that one. It's one of my favorite too. Yeah. Well, I I, I mean there are more, but mm-hmm. yeah. But if I have only 10 seconds, then I choose this one. <laughs> the first one that came to mind. This is why I love this game. Because first thing that comes on our mind has some something to tell us too. Uh what do you like to do at your spare time if you have any? Hmm. I like to daydream. <laughs> That's oh. something that I like to do in my spare time. Of course, I like to meet as well. Like with my friends, I love to uh, explore new places. I love to have conversations with people, like different kind of people, uh, because at the end of the day, like you, you learn from each other a lot, and that's something that. I like doing or reading or learning something new, mm-hmm. but also like daydreaming. I think we all do that, you know, like in a spare time. It's good to do it in a spare time because if you are working and doing daydreaming, you know, like you should be focused on your daydreaming. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, uh, different things, like di- different things. But mostly like if I would have to, I love, you know, like meeting new people and learning new things and hearing new things and experiences. And of course, I love my current friends that have been my friends for I don't want to sound like, yeah, I love meeting new people and the old ones, you know, like the current people do not interest me. I love them so much. But yeah, I just, you know, like, like learning about, you know, like anything that might, you know, like triggers me here. Like, I don't know, uh-huh. like here, solar plexus or whatever. It's like uh-huh. here. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I didn't cut this with 10 seconds because of the daydreaming. <laughs> because <laughs> that's a kind of manifestation too, right? So yeah, I love that too. Being on my own with myself and actually just really daydream. And again, when we do that consciously, and I'm very happy that you are from Serbia and that you actually, maybe subconsciously, maybe you will now consciously use it, but it, it really works because that's how we feel good. That's the way of, you know, the good state in our mind. And then we create from there. And you have created amazing career from your when you were 19 until now and I can't even imagine what what is going to happen next but uh I am I am so grateful that you've been guest on my show thank you so much I I truly enjoyed and I hope that you did too oh I loved it I loved it and really this is the end you know like again I've been also like Catherine I worked in sales and my business we're very talkative people so it's like for us like I'm not yeah. sure if anybody's going to listen but I can talk all day. I can listen as well. 
<laughs> yeah, that's one of the very important skills. <laughs> Since- I, can, I can do both, you know, like as someone as the ex salesperson, this is also part of my career that I really loved. I mean, I loved basically business development, quality sales. I really loved that. Um, I loved, you know, like uh, being successful at it, but also like having like, let's say like failures and, and like certain, um, you know, like rejections when you work in sales. So uh, this, there I learned as well, like to talk, but also important, more important to listen. I, I just interviewed someone I told you before, uh, who is a sales expert, and she said the same, the more important is to listen. Let's make a deal. This is the first part of our interview. And the next one is going to be about sales. Well, the next one, if you live, you know, like in another 10 countries, you know, like in the next, I mean, then we'll have another, I'll invite you for another podcast. I always have fun with you and you're such an amazing human being and you're truly a sunshine every time I see you and I know a lot more people are sharing this experience and I'm I'm very very happy that we have met and that I had the opportunity to talk to you but this is the first part because I just said that publicly and promised we're gonna have the sales podcast we're going to have another one in a few months and until then i wish you a very lovely day and thank you so much for being my guest thank you so much catherine thank you thank you i mean also it's a pleasure of mine to um, you know i had a chance to meet you uh the the training actually that together we have done um and that's why you know like yeah this is one of the let's say like beautiful things that i like to do in my spare time to meet people such as you and who can you know, like who share their own experience who are very uh, how, how to say like very generous with advices and um, you know like you just I'm happy to to have you as a part of my like network feelings are mutual <laughs> thank you